As we celebrate the day of Pentecost and as we pray, I invite you to join me as we sing this prayer together. Let us pray. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. pray this in Jesus' name, and all of God's people said, Amen. And that is my sermon title for this morning. Sitting in a screen porch on an afternoon in Durham, a warm breeze blows, ruffling papers, and gently massaging my face. But there is certainly no rushing, violent wind or fire, though it's been pretty hot these days in North Carolina. As I look out from this screen porch, I see different pictures of creation. Red robins flying by seemingly without a care in the world. Pine trees standing tall in blessed assurance that nothing will shake their foundations. Myrtle trees waving at me in the wind with their leaves. All these created by the artistic hand of God's grace. There's even grass that needs mowing. That's a good time to nudge your partner next to you. Soil that needs tilling, mulch that wants moving. A water fountain flowing a small pond with stones in it that sometimes from the race that form a racetrack for ducks. Above me and all around, I see clouds, but I certainly never see a Carolina Tar Heel blue sky. But there is a sky, a dome of God's goodness. There are different sounds of creation's music, different species of birds and bugs and wasps, and of course, this time of year, snakes. There's a variety of shades and of light and shadows, tall objects and others tiny, some wide as an ocean, others thin as a rail. But I am convinced that what I see on the canvas of creation is diversity. Nothing quite the same. No creation of God is quite the same, just as each of your fingers on your hands is different. And today, standing from this pulpit, surrounded not by scaffolding, but by the chorus of stained glass windows, just look around. I'm reminded 
that we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. But I also notice that there's the great cloud of multiple colors, not just one, but several that form each window to tell us a story, not just yellow or red or green or blue, but different colors together, making up a whole window, making up its beauty because their mosaic majesty is beautiful and their beauty consists of a colorful diversity, like on your bulletin cover, which reflects the beauty of God. I see diversity in these stained glass windows. So whether in building architecture or the artful architecture of creation, it's as if Pentecost has always been with us because Pentecost affirms diversity and multiplicity. In other words, the work of the Spirit at Pentecost affirms the conjunction and. Acts tells us that every Jew from every nation under heaven asks the question, how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, in our own language, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. And then Peter preaches from the prophet Joel, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, even upon my slaves, men and women, and not or. The mosaic beauty of these stained glass windows and of all of creation are a transparent window into the aesthetic nature of God because God is an and God. Just as multiple colors make up these windows and multiple creatures make up creation, multiple persons make up the one triune God. God is an and God, Father and Son and Holy Spirit, God functions with the conjunction and from the very beginning in Genesis. Do you remember when God created the heavens and the earth? There was an evening and there was a morning, waters and sky, plants and trees, birds and sea creatures, male and female. God functions with conjunctions winter and spring and summer and fall. Do I have to go on? Jews and Gentiles and is everywhere. Even at Pentecost, the presence of the wind and fire on that day represent the presence and power of God, showing us that this multilingual, multi-ethnic, multicultural mosaic manifestation of diversity, the and, is an act of the Spirit of God because God is an and God. Diversity is a gift of God, and Pentecost reveals that God embraces difference and doesn't erase who we are in our particularity. In fact, by the Spirit, the human variations are created. This diversity is God-breathed. 
and from its inception on the day of Pentecost. The church was a diverse community, not by human agency, but by divine power and presence through the spirit of the risen Christ. Diversity is the creation of God. Diversity is the beautiful excellence of God manifesting in the world. Multiplicity, not singularity, is the beauty of God. Because diversity is within God's own being and hopefully what we are becoming as a chapel community. Multiplicity is what helps make sense of the world God created and what gives fuller insight into who God is. Diversity isn't confusing or troubling, though it may be presented that way at times, but uniformity or sameness is what should raise our eyebrows because it is unlike the nature of God and antithetical to who God has always been from the beginning. So on any given Sunday, we can wear multiple robes and different stoles and hear multiple languages and reflect diverse cultures because it's the beauty of God and of God's kingdom. The diverse church created on the day of Pentecost gives us a glimpse not only of the beginning of the church, but of its end. That is our future with God and in God. And the church isn't the only thing diverse. If we take the Bible seriously, and if we know anything about the Bible, it too embodies diversity and multiplicity. It is a book made up of multiple sources, multiple voices, multiple cultures, multiple authors, multiple genres, multiple languages, multiple historical settings, and, and, and. The Bible as the word of God is an and book reflecting the and God. But so often inside and outside the church, on university campuses where we are, difference of any kind is demonized. Though as Dr. Onye Aquari's father taught him, all human beings breathe free air and no human being is bigger or better than you. Difference and diversity are gifts of the spirit from God. Diversity shouldn't be divisive, doesn't have to be divisive, but this is often the case because we confuse and equate unity with uniformity in which everything and everyone is the same, acts the same, thinks the same, looks the same. Everyone is a foot or everyone is a head or everyone is an ear. Imagine that. Everyone is a little pinky. But God is more beautiful than that, more beautiful than uniformity. God's beauty is revealed in the diversity of creation and multicolored mosaic stained glass windows. In the spirit, there is no expectation for uniformity, but there is one for unity. Yet you have to have unity. In order to have unity, you have to have diversity, diverse voices, diverse languages, diverse ethnicities, diverse genders, diverse classes, a polyphonic community where multiplicity is seen as the beauty of God on earth as it is in heaven. I mean, some may feel as if inclusion means exclusion, though this isn't the case, and then view diversity as a problem to be solved. Some will move out of neighborhoods or change schools or even churches when the other starts moving in. In 2014, 
the Duke Alumni Magazines did a special cover story on what they called the changing face of Duke. It focused on the growing and the largest minority group on Duke's campus, the Asian and Asian American student population with all of the various ethnic identities. Some come from families who lived in the US and strive uh, to help others, and others are international students. And as that article says, it says there's a boom, blooming presence on campus. It's creating a ripple effect of institutional change. But not everyone was celebrating this growing ethnic diversity when this magazine issue was published. Some alumni responded to this cover story by saying, Duke's not for me anymore. Why can't it be for you and me? Aren't we more alike than different? I mean, a 16-year-old girl at the 1997 World Summit of Children wrote and spoke these words. He prayed. It wasn't my religion. He ate. It wasn't my food. He spoke. It wasn't my language. He dressed. It wasn't what I wore. He took my hand and it wasn't the color of mine. But when he laughed, it was how I laughed. And when he cried, it was how I cried. Why can't it be for you and me? For God is an and God. Rather than trying to make people like us why don't we strive to help others become more like who God has created them to be since God's beauty is reflected by diversity and multiplicity? Audre Lorde, in one of her journal entries, once asked, how can we use each other's differences in our common battles for a livable future? Or as construction worker Rodney King said after surviving an act of police brutality in Los Angeles, which eventually led to the 1992 LA riots, why can't we all just get along? You and me. Why can't we all, as Christians, embrace the and of God? Now, I know some diva sopranos think they are the choir, but the choir, the church, is not a soloist, but consists of sopranos and altos and tenors and basses and not or, God's and Pentecostal train left the station centuries ago, and it has set the world on fire ever since. Will you get on board God's train? Because in light of Pentecost, diversity is God's train. Pentecost reframes the whole conversation about diversity theologically and shows us who is central to diversity. God is. All of the diverse languages of Pentecost spoke of God's deeds of power. They didn't speak of themselves, but of God. This is how you test diversity through a Christian lens. Ask who is central 
Through the eyes of the Spirit of Christ, God is the center of diversity and the source of our unity in whom we have eternal communion. And through this lens of Pentecost, diversity doesn't make human beings and our identity central, no matter how beautiful and cherished we are, it makes God central, calling us to relinquish the center and control and enthrone God rather than ourselves. Because it is in God's triune life that we are able to dance together in our beautiful diversity. And this dance is led by Jesus Christ, who is the Lord of the dance. And some want to stop the spirit of Christ dance of diversity because it's breaking out all over in churches and in classrooms and in courtrooms and in boardrooms. And some people are scared of the difference that was birthed in an upper room. But the wind of the spirit will not be stopped because it's exploding like dynamite. That's what fire does. The power, the dunamis of God is doing, exploding, expanding our imagination, stretching our boundaries, crossing borders, spreading all over the world with a surplus of grace, empowered by the spirit, a spiritual excess that spills over into every culture and every tribe and every nation and every language, and every race, and every ethnicity, and every gender, exploding like a baptismal bomb of blessing over the young and old, men and women, everyone, all flesh. The and of God means all are included because the Spirit never runs out of joy or power. The Spirit never erects walls of exclusion, but pours washes, falls on all flesh to the ends of the earth. And means all, basking in the fiery glow of the spirit of God's all-inclusive love. Parthians means Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, Sonny and Cher, Simon and Garfunkel, Dani and Marie, Bach and Beyonce, Batman and Robin, Starsky and Hutch, Popeye and Olive Oil, Tom and Jerry, and, and, and. The Queen's English and Jamaican Patois, Yaman, and. Fill us, O Spirit of Christ, with an and spirit. If this happens, we will see true unity in the church because the fruit of diversity is unity, not uniformity. I call this diverse unity as one word. To be sure, we understand that the diversity and multiplicity of God are essential for unity. The multicultured, colored diversity of these stained glass windows, even on your bulletin, that piece of artwork, calls us to live more fully into the church's mosaic future in the present, to be what the church was created to be since its inception by the Spirit at Pentecost, a diverse and unified community of God. At Pentecost, we see every nation under heaven symbolically 
which points to what the church is called to be historically, theologically, and practically. In its beginnings, we see the seeds of the future God has for us. We get a glimpse of the first fruits of God's diverse kingdom. We see in the church's beginning at Pentecost, our ending together. We see and. The future of God is and. And through our diversity in the present, we live into the future God has for us, where there is every tribe and nation and language and culture praising God in polyphonic plurality. This is our future as the people of God, our mosaic mission to function with conjunctions. What a powerful witness it would be in these divided states of America if we truly live out God's and. Well, the winds of Pentecost are still blowing and they can't be controlled. And as the spirit blows, we're moving toward God's diverse future every day because as a chapel, as Christians, we are always becoming. We have not yet arrived into the full beautiful vision of God's future in the present. But we are moving, we are praying, and we are working toward it. Baptists and Episcopalians, Presbyterians and Lutherans, Methodists and Catholics and Nazarenes, Church of God Anderson and Church of God Cleveland and Church of God in Christ, Holy Rollers and the Frozen Chosen, from East and West, North and south meeting for fellowship at the wedding supper of the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, drinking wine and eating bread from every nation and every language and every gender and every race and every class and every ethnicity and every political persuasion and every family history and every educational background. They should be in here around the table of God, all flesh, young and old, every musical style and every preaching style and every worship style, every kind of Christian, because the church is Christ's world house. And it is so beautiful. Pentecost and Duke Chapel. We aren't what we used to be, but we aren't yet what we ought to be. It's time to practice Pentecost and join in with the and God in Jesus Christ who is both divine and human. It's prayer time as it was on the day of Pentecost, but it's also practice time. We will be and do and with God's help going into the future. We will see with God's help greater glimpses of the full mosaic beauty of God's future in the present. Let it be so. Let it be so now and forever in the name of the Father and the Son 
and the Holy Spirit. Amen.